0: evil continues to ramp up, and we all see it happening, um, you might expect that we would be getting used to the way things are working, the, the tactics of the left and how they are trying to control us and to change our world in very drastic and significant ways that will forever change the socioeconomic landscape of America. But what I am really surprised about is how many people still today at this present time live, breathe, and sleep in fear. Here we are living in a very unique, crucial time when our own government is literally killing its people and telling us to be silent as they do it. And for the most part, we are still listening to them. As a nation, we learned our communist lessons very, very well. Throughout the entire pandemic, um, they were trying to brainwash us. They were trying to get us to comply. They were very much indoctrinating us and testing us to see how we would respond. And from their perspective, we responded extremely well. And that is very dangerous for us. And so now we have got a whole lot of unlearning to do. And it is essential that we do it. Yes, first of all, what we need to realize is that it is okay, acceptable, and necessary to criticize our government when it needs criticized. Secondly, yes, parents do have a right and a responsibility to raise their own children without government interference. And three, no, we ought not to be forced into actions that conflict with our moral values, such as being forced to pay taxes for things like abortion or child mutilation, something that they misname gender-affirming care. The real gender-affirming care is good parenting, raising up good boys and girls who are proud to be what God created them from birth. The greatest courage that most of us in this time seem to be able to muster up is merely to call out the evil that they see and then they tend to ask all the silly rhetorical questions of what we can think of anything we can think of that like uh, why are they doing that or do they really expect us to believe this or What are they trying to accomplish anyway? Now, when we ask those type of questions, I get a little concerned because I do hope and pray that we do all know the answer to these kind of questions, because the answers, at least in my opinion, humble as it may be, seem pretty obvious, Now, sometimes a few bold patriots take it a step further. They might even go so far as to ask, how do we stop this onslaught? How do we stop them, the ones who are terrorizing us at every turn? But when we ask those questions, we must not allow ourselves to answer the question truthfully. We cannot answer the question truthfully because we are still living in fear. And that needs to change. This is the undoing of our brains that we must do. We must unlearn how to respond and to live in fear. And I am suggesting that we actually do this subconsciously. We have been trained, we have been indoctrinated. In ways that we really cannot perceive. And that is what I want to discuss today. This is Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip. I want us to understand today that, yes, we are living in wretched times. It is definitely some of the worst of times that at least Americans have ever experienced, but also the entire world the global market, the global network, the global science, everything is totally screwed up and every bit of it is intentional. And so it's very easy for us to be caught up in the fear of what's going to happen next. And when we aren't sure of what's happening in our future, of how things might possibly change, we tend to become very cautious. We tend to not want to say the wrong things. We don't want to rock the boat. And particularly when we have seen things like the January 6th assault on our good American patriots who are now in prison, many of them, serving a penalty because of a faked insurrection introduced by Nancy Pelosi, sponsored by the FBI and all their Miscreantic, devilish uh, advocates who are out there trying to instigate an insurrection. Because of this, we live in fear that this could happen to us if we dare to speak up and challenge our government. And with that kind of a mindset among the conservatives, who are generally the silent majority, let's remember that we tend to be silent anyways we are much less apt to speak up and stand out and take a stand. And so what we're seeing in America is a dividing of the sheep and the goats, but we are also looking among the goats, among the, the, the sheep, the good sheep who are trying to follow the good shepherd and they are being silenced. They are being put into fear and that simply will not do. So how, Do we do battle with this? Well, number one, we have to recognize how we are living in fear. We have to recognize that we have been programmed to be silent, to push, but only so far, not to step over that comfortable boundary which says, ooh, if I say or do the wrong thing, they might come after me because you know, oh, yeah, they're eavesdropping on us. They are listening to our conversations. They know everything we do. Big brother is there. And so we fear that because they are listening to us. We are automatically subject to their whim subserving it to their will so that we cannot make free will decisions on our own. And when we do that, what we have just done is thrown up our arms in surrender. And I absolutely refuse to do that. And I hope I can recruit a few of you to say, you know what, I'm not going to allow myself to become a prisoner of war in this global assault for a totalitarian government that wants to crush us in every single way. And so we've got to get beyond the cowardice. We have to get beyond just calling out the evil. And yes, we are called to expose evil that comes straight from the scriptures. If you are a Christian and you are not exposing evil, you are betraying your God. You are betraying yourself. You're lying to yourself. Ephesians 5.11 says to absolutely have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather to expose them. Okay. And so we have a duty to expose evil, but we don't just expose it to make noise or to make us look more holy, more, more, more sacred, more Christian, because being Christian today in America is very fashionable. But when push comes to shove, if somebody was holding a gun to your head and said, you have a choice, renounce Christ or go meet your maker now, what would you do? That's a very tough question. And it's maybe an easier question to answer than to know what you would do in that In that time when that could happen, and yes, it could happen, but we have to get beyond even those few bold patriots who ask, How do we stop it? and we have to stop being afraid to answer that question. Because if we don't answer that question truthfully and honestly, and then even beyond that, if we don't take action, then America. Is doomed to failure. We will collapse and it's just a matter of time. And that the rate that we're going, I would say it's going to happen in 2024, probably because that's when the election is going on. Oh, sure. The world may go on and we will suffer horribly, but we have got some tough decisions to make and being silent and cautious and living in fear is simply not the answer. And so when people do ask those bold questions, how do we stop this evil from proceeding? Well, I like those kind of questions. They are meaningful questions. And those kind of questions, how do we stop them? They demand an answer. I like hearing the question, what can I do? What must we do? See, this calls for a gathering of the eagles to establish a plan, a strategic that we can act on. And every one of us, if we participate, have a duty to act. And we can stop the craziness if we dare to do that. And so the real question for us today is how do we find the courage to not only ask the bold questions that need to be answered, but how do we take it upon ourselves to do what is within our power to do? And the real question is, how do we stop the present coup from going down? Well, the answer very simply in the most, short form I can contrive of is just understand that we have to formulate a counter coup. We have to formulate a plan to arrest the assault against Americans, against the world. And it really does begin with us. And yes, we can be empowered to do that. What I don't like is that we seemingly cannot come right out and state the answer because we fear we are being listened to. And we fear that we might be censored or canceled. And we are being censored. We are being canceled. I've been canceled many times. My life has been destroyed for speaking up, but I'm still here and I'm fighting the battle ever more. I am more equipped. For having suffered my losses, I am more freed up to fight the battles. And I thank God for that. But we are being canceled. We are being threatened. Sometimes with legal action, warfare uh, in the form of lawfare, it has become very fashionable. And there are oftentimes threats of violence. I went to Washington, D.C. for the White Coat Summit a couple of weeks ago, and we had to address the concerns about our safety. Was Antifa going to find out what we were doing? Um, Was BLM going to be there? Were there going to be violent protesters? Because we know that the police in Washington, D.C. defend the guilty and do nothing to protect the innocent. See, they are totally derelict of duty when it comes to the justice system as per God's design. They are failures, absolute failures, and that really peeves me. But I don't like the fact that we can't seem to come right out and say, state that we need to stop the enemy. If we talk about war and fighting a war, each Opponent's objective is to destroy the enemy. Is it not? That means killing them. That means um, neutralizing them by any means possible. But we're afraid to talk about those things because we don't know what it means. And first of all, as individuals, how in the world how do we proceed with this? We're not trained in that. We don't know what to do. But we have to, first of all, decide to hate evil in a really big way. And I'll tell you what else really peeves me since I'm on that subject, Bill Gates came out and he actually said he was going to advance his plans to depopulate the world. That's called killing human beings. And he doesn't even flinch at it. In fact, he laughs. He smirks. He's not afraid of saying it. Okay. That really bothers me. And I hope it bothers you too. Look at the fraud, Anthony Fauci a so-called medical doctor who has never treated a patient or hardly ever, I mean, since his initial early training, maybe he put a stethoscope on a patient's chest one day, I don't know. But Tony Fauci lied to the entire Bloomin' World regarding the pandemic response, knowing full well he knew the death and destruction that he was causing. And look at the response he got. He was glorified for doing so for killing people. Anthony Fauci triggered a genocide. He is guilty of genocide. We do need the Nuremberg two trials. We really do. Anthony Fauci deserves a death sentence for the death and destruction that he caused on a massive, massive scale, the likes of which we still have not grasped because people are still dying every day. And then there's the Orwellian globalists in our own government, and they do absolutely anything they want. They can say anything that they want to say, and they say it with a smile. And then despite any protests we might come up with verbally, they proceed without a hint of fear, without shame, without guilt. And this includes our domestic government enemy, as well as The globalists, the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, NATO, all these groups who are in bed together pushing forth the coup that will take down America and will lead to the great reset, the globalist totalitarian society. And when we see what's going down, I can't help. But ask myself, why are we such cowards? What is it that we really fear? Are we afraid to lose our comfort? Have we gotten that complacent, fat, dumb, and happy that we don't want to lose everything we have? Are we afraid to lose our autonomy? Our buying power? How about our freedom? Well, let me suggest that we are losing our comforts. We are losing our autonomy. We are losing our buying power, our freedom. We are losing everything right now in a big way. But the travesty has just begun. And the longer that we are silent, the harder it will become to change things. Why are we allowing them to do this to us and not even fighting back as we should? Why are we not afraid of the one city on the hill that has illuminated the blessings of freedom to the world for almost 250 years? Why are we not afraid of that city being trampled to dust? Does that not bother you? Oh, I know all the pat answers, okay, but I just don't buy them because the pat answers like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do. Well, you know what? That's a meaningless answer. We can't stand the answer to our own legitimate questions because if we answer them honestly, then we might feel obligated to respond. And when we fear verbalizing the answer to our own questions Are we not censoring ourselves? Have we not been successfully brainwashed? We are now playing their game. That's what's happening, aren't we? I mean, let's face it. If we can't say what needs to be done to defeat the enemy as the enemy is saying everything that they're going to do and are proceeding unhindered at doing it, and that involves killing us and maiming us and destroying us in every way, You have to ask, what in God's name are we doing or not doing? All the while, they continue their assault. Armed illegals, illegal aliens are now coming across our southern border with rifles, with machine guns. These are militants from enemy foreign countries. The economy is progressively failing on all fronts. The scheme. To cause mayhem and fear through mass conflict and fraudulent wars, such as the proxy war in Ukraine, goes on unabated, and why? So that a few business elites can prosper by exploiting our ignorance, our willful, comfortable, safe ignorance. And that's a damnable part of this whole thing. Everything we are trying to protect ourselves from by playing it safe is leading us closer to the gates of hell. What are we going to do about it? You know, some people are getting angry enough to where they're saying, you know, we got to change it. We have to change whatever we're doing because it's not working. The coup is progressing every day, and we have done nothing meaningful. And so some people are really getting bold now, some good patriots, and they're talking uh, about uh, fighting fire with fire, right? Well, we might talk about it, but we really don't do that, or we haven't yet, and maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should not fight fire with fire, Let's take a look at this for a few seconds. Fighting fire with fire simply means that we retaliate with the same treatment, which is what? We are being crushed by lies, by propaganda, by slander, by deception, by a whittling away at our freedoms, which is protected by our Constitution. And so they are completely nullifying our Constitution. In their eyes, the Constitution bears no weight. And when you have a fearful Supreme Court and judicial system, DOJ, that is playing into their hands, what hope do we have? How do we fight fire with fire? Is more lies, more propaganda, more slander, more deception going to do anything for our cause? Let's understand a simple point. wars have always been a racket, and they are run by racketeers. Look at the Vietnam War. Some of you, uh, the baby boomers, you know what that was like in our childhood. Some of you were fighting the Vietnam War, right? The politicians were running that war in a huge way. And for that reason, there was no way that we were ever going to win the war because the military was never allowed to do their job. Oh, not that we could not have won it, but politicians were calling the shots. And in the end, after all was said and done with the Vietnam War, there were only a few people who prospered, but they prospered very well, but most suffered. I recall having some friends whose brothers came back in a wooden box. Their head was green from having taken a bullet in the head. They suffered and died, and there was a tremendous amount of suffering on both sides so that a few wealthy racketeers could prosper. And they don't care an iota about the devastation they cause, the suffering and harm that they cause to people. All they want to do is line their pockets, they want to rule the masses and control us. It's always about control. So, think about who is really at the heart of this globalist war right now. It's the top wealthy racketeers who know that they are going to get filthy rich off of all of the turmoil and the pain and suffering that they're causing right now throughout the world. And who are they? Can we not come up with their names? How about Bill Gates? How about George Soros? And now his son, Alex Soros, who is even more of a madman, is in on the game. How about Klaus Schwab? And who owns Facebook, Meta, Google, the World Banks? Well, they are the Larry Pages, the Sergey Brins, the Vanguard Group, the BlackRock Organization, Mark Zuckerberg, and there's the... Then there's the, quote, party pushers, right? The ones who facilitate, the Bidens, the Obamas, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas of DHS, Director Chris Wray with the FBI, Director William Burns of the CIA. These people are all aiding and abetting the chief racketeers. Can we not identify the enemy? Is this not fairly easy to do? Who is causing the havoc? And what influence do they have on the world? Well, obviously quite a bit because they have a lot of money. And who do they influence? They influence all of the Democrats. They influence every Republican, except maybe a few. And they influence the entire blind sheep population. So you would think, oh, we are screwed. I mean, how do we overcome this? Well, let's ask a few more questions that are hopefully meaningful. What would the world be like without these people in the world? Would it be a better place? Would it be worse? Would there be more or less suffering and pain? We have to realize that we are all being played in a huge way. And the many who are blind to evil actually believe that they are doing good. Now, these are the most useful of all idiots. They just can't see anything. They can't see beyond their nose. They're being led like a bull with a ring in his nose. Nonetheless, they are evil idiots, and they are useful to Satan. Useful for accomplishing evil. And it's very easy to become one, a useful idiot, because useful idiots belong to a cult. And every cult indoctrinates, deceives, brainwashes, gets you to disengage your brain so that you can follow the mantra and follow the railroad tracks all the way to the gates of hell. That's how they work but let's realize that it still takes an act of the will to follow evil. It is still a rebellion against God and against everything good. Are you in charge of your brain or does fear control you? And there's one other question I'm really trying to answer, and it is this. At what point do we become useful idiots? Or to put it another way, at what point do we become useful patriots? Because that's what we need to know. The obvious idiots are those who blindly accept the party line. And look at how many of those there were and how many of those there still are. Sure, there's a lot of people waking up right now. Look at every Trump rally that he has. And and you can see that the America First people, the awake crowd is growing all the time. I am excited that Donald Trump's popularity is going up every time they attack him. It tells me that people are waking up. But let's realize that many of the obvious idiots are those those who blindly accept the party line. These include many very intelligent people. Look at the medical community. Just look at the medical community. How many doctors who are supposed to be somewhat intelligent, right? At least historically, they were in the top 1% of their class. But they have no common sense. They have no wisdom, or they have been blinded to follow the evil that they do. We have to get real about what's happening. If we allow ourselves to be censored and silenced, and if we fail to act and take back our nation because we are afraid Aren't we just as guilty based on our silence and inaction? I mean, what's the difference between us and the useful idiots if we don't change the outcome, right? If we fail to take the action necessary to effect change and save our nation, then we fail, period. And we will suffer like like nothing we can even imagine. Well, this definitely is a time for courage, but also a time for wisdom and intelligence. And wisdom and intelligence begins with understanding that we are at war in America. The coup proceeds and we must do something about it. And I will discuss this further after a short pause. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. back this is unity without compromise dr steve latulip here and if you go to our new website americaoutloud.news you can access some phenomenal articles and podcasts that are specifically designed to keep you informed as well as to give you discernment and real news that can make all the difference and by real news i mean there is no bias there are no Censorship uh, pressures on us, no censorship of ideas or thoughts, of science or even truth. There's no misinformation or disinformation that is purely a construct of the demonic left. Today, I've been discussing the disturbing fact that fear still hinders a lot of people from speaking the whole truth and that itself is a truth that we need to confront. And my concern today is that the boldest of patriots seem to ask, how do we stop this enemy who is affecting the coup against America right now? But nobody seems to want to honestly and openly Answer that question. And I want to do that today in a meaningful way because it is a question that has to be answered. We cannot just say that we want to fight fire with fire. (laughs) We're changing our tactics. Forget it. That will not work. It simply will not work because it has never worked in the past. First of all, we must recognize that we are at war. Okay. Step number one. And if we acknowledge that we are at war, during any time of war, it is a time for courage and a time for wisdom and a time for intelligence so that we can put our hearts and minds together and conquer an enemy. So, when at war, rule number one is first, don't play into the enemy's hands, don't give them an inch don't support them financially, don't fund them, don't buy into their propaganda. Secondly, resist the enemy any way you can. And don't think that you are powerless to do that. You are not. There are many things you can do to resist the enemy by speaking up, by avoiding circumstances, by proclaiming the truth. And lastly, and this is an essential, if we are going to win this war and save our country, we have to devise a strategy to conquer evil, the evil enemy. And not only devise the strategy, but then we have to implement it. But what exactly might this plan be? Have you ever thought about what would you do if you had a full choice to take down this enemy How would you do it? I mean, this is a time where we got to think about this. And I don't care that they're listening to our conversations. It matters not because if we're all on the same page, thinking the same thing and saying we are not going to allow this to happen, I guarantee you we will stop living in fear and they will start living in fear. And that's the change that we need. We need a complete 180 degree turnaround too many people today think there's nothing we can do except to try to keep informing the whole world of the truth. Well, I'm telling you, that does not work. That has never worked. This is a clear lesson from history, because most people who live in fear already know the truth. And they'll find every excuse imaginable to not act on what they know, because Deep down, they don't have the courage to actually try and do something to stop them. A great example who demonstrated this beautifully, but sadly, was Dietrich Bonhoeffer in the era of Hitler in the 1930s to 1945. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a theologian, a minister, who did everything that he possibly could to persuade the churches throughout Europe to put pressure on the German Third Reich, Hitler's Germany from 1933 to 1945. Bonhoeffer did all that he could to sway people to put pressure on Hitler for the atrocities that he was doing. He was killing people in ways that they are killing people now. But do you know, in the end, Bonhoeffer was alone. Oh, sure. He had a lot of people who would secretly agree with him. They understood the problems. They understood the questions. But not a single one of them would act. Only a few brave actors, a couple of them from his family and other close associates, decided to plot an assassination of Hitler, and they almost accomplished it. Now think of how that might have changed the world. How that might have improved the world overnight. And now we have another tyrannical madman, or maybe a few elitist madmen, but they are still merely men. And, Does everyone believe that they are somehow untouchable? Are they invisible? Do they live on another planet? Are they shielded by some kind of a force field where we cannot get to them as an enemy? The question is, how do we stop them? People are finally asking that. That is the question of our time. Well, let me... Throw a few things out. How many former Special Forces veterans do we have? Former Green Berets, former Delta Force operators, Navy SEALs, Army Rangers. Could they get the job done, do you think? Well, yeah, I think they could very easily. All they need to do is set up a little special operation and take out a few people. They could do that. Am I suggesting that this will happen? Will it happen? I have no idea. I'm not trained in that area. I flew aircraft in the military. I was a medical doctor in my latter part of my military career. I don't have special forces training, but I know I have seen what special operations soldiers have done in the past, and it's impressive. They could very easily identify and neutralize select targets who have inflicted crimes against humanity. They could do it very easily. What impact might this have on the world? Would the world be a better place or a worse place with George Soros gone or Alex Soros or Bill Gates? Think about how the Taliban was destroyed. Trump eliminated the kingpins one at a time. And when another one stepped up, they were taken out. And what happened to the Taliban? They fizzled away in no time at all. That could be done. What else might we do to destroy the enemy? Well, we could secure our elections. That's what we'd like to do because it's nonviolent. But how in the world are we going to do it? Lots of people are right now actually working on that. I'm impressed they realize the problem. If we do not have a free election in 2024, we have a big problem on our hands and we've got some tough decisions to make. We must prosecute and punish the criminals who are doing this to us. This is high treason, but this is no easy task because many judges are themselves part of the criminal faction and most of the others lack courage they're in the same boat as everybody else. They're cowards. Even the SCOTUS judges, the Supreme Court justices, look at Gorsuch, look at Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, these were Trump appointees. They were supposed to be great constitutionalist justices. And look at how they have flailed because they lack a spine. They don't have the courage to do what is right. The only one of the Supreme Court justices that I actually trust is Justice Clarence Thomas. John Roberts, ha, he's sold out. Justice Alito, hmm, I'm not so sure. And the rest aren't even worth mentioning. They're pathetic. They are sold out. They have no soul. But imagine how they might be empowered all of a sudden if Klaus Schwab suddenly disappeared or Bill Gates if they were taken out or fill in the space? Who is causing the havoc in the world? What if they were held accountable and forced to pay a price? God knows they have killed many. Imagine if we, the people, stood up and actually resisted with more zest, more zeal. Courage really is contagious, and we need to remember that. Well, how else do we stop them? Well, we can learn how to take on the big corporations because they are the one who are running this flea circus or some other kind of show. This is where Donald Trump shines brightest. He knows the art of the deal. Look at what he did in taking on the biggest world corporations. Think of what he could do if he were empowered, but that also requires a free, honest election. Well, if we don't get that free election, then what's going to happen? Well, some say, well, we need to start a revolution. Well, that takes no planning at all. If things get bad enough, and eventually they will, if nothing is done to stop them, when people are desperate enough, when they are beaten down enough, deprived enough, so that they go to bed hungry, so that they are hot or cold and have no means of supporting themselves. When they get desperate enough, people will turn on their government. And that's been happening in many places around the world right now. When man gets desperate enough, he becomes as a trapped animal. He will turn and he will attack. And when the people turn on their government There is not a single thing that the leaders of that government can do. They are at the full mercy of the masses. And that would be very ugly. And it's not what we want, but it will happen naturally. It will take no planning whatsoever to start a revolution. It will happen. Well, something that is absolutely essential to everything, if we are going to stop the enemy, as a nation, as a free nation, we must return to God. And we are not hearing that message often enough. That is the first and foremost principle that we must understand is that we have to return to God to, be, to restore freedom in America. We need to learn specifically what the Bible really says about, you know, and we do that by actually reading it, by the way, reading it for yourself, Don't trust anyone to tell it straight behind a pulpit or otherwise, because there are too many deceivers in the world. You have to open the book of the Bible and just start reading it and apply the rules of human language, grammar, and a little common sense and ask yourself, what does it say? Because when you study God's word, the more that you study it, the less likely you are to be deceived. And when you are less likely to be deceived, then you are much less apt. To live in fear. Returning to God means praying hard and with sincerity for yourself, for your family, for your nation. Pray for courage, pray for wisdom, pray for strength, pray for endurance, pray for whatever it takes to be a good person. That's simple, because that's what God wants. And then become a doer of the word of God and that is what makes a great nation doing good that's why america was such a great nation the only way to not become a useful idiot in the present global schema is to one learn the truth two put aside the fear and that requires knowing god and then act i'm totally convinced we live like cowards because we do not know God as well as we should. Some of you may have heard of Justin Martyr. When he wrote his first apology, and an apology is a defense of Christianity, to the Roman emperor Antoninus uh, Pius, he stated, We would rather die than to live by telling a lie, which is renouncing the faith. Every silent Christian has renounced the faith. Every silent Patriot has denounced their country and betrayed their Constitution. Now, this was the conviction held by those who truly believed in anything. They spoke up, they stood up for something. And because of their conviction, they gained much, even if they lost their own life. This is the type of conviction that gave us America, it gave us the Constitution, it gave us life and liberty. And it truly was and is a liberty in Christ. And we must never forget that because conviction is what we need to save America. And you can't have conviction if you're living in fear, living as a coward. I love Patrick Henry's words, give me liberty or give me death. Because when we die, we are with Christ and we live a new forever. This life is very, very short. Most people, most people alive today would love to see America thrive again. I mean, how great it was under President Trump, right? We were prosperous, we were enjoying peace, we had harmony with our enemies and with our other allies who once again were having a faith restored in the United States of America. Well, we have slidden a long ways down the slope from that, thanks to Obama, the imposter, thanks to Biden, the puppet, likely still being governed by Obama and ruled by the elitists who fund them. But America was a pretty neat place. And I was thankful that Trump was not afraid to call out the beast because we wouldn't be here today where we are now. We'd be a lot worse off. And Trump did always appeal to the one true God who created this universe. And he still does that. And we have to give him credit for that. If fear is still going to grip you and rob you of all boldness and action, then you must recognize it and you somehow have to resolve to do away with it. If you're trying to save your life by playing it safe, you are actually ending your life. You are contributing to your own demise and that of your country. You're thinking backwards It's not going to play out as you think by being safe. If you lack the courage to say what needs to be done when you are certain of what action is necessary to save America, then you have been successfully controlled and brainwashed. Because in the end, your silence and inaction are going to kill you. It's as simple as that. If you fear man, but don't fear God, you are the most to be pitied in this world because you've got it all backwards. I'm not trying to point a finger at anyone today. I am trying to recruit an army of righteous men. Some of you out there listening have abilities, capabilities, beyond what a lot of other people have. Some of you know what you could do. Some of you are fully aware that the power is within you to do something to restore a free America. Yes, it might take courage. Yes, it might involve some risk. Yes, you might have to forfeit a few of your comforts in your lifestyle. You might be asked to sacrifice a little bit for your country. But isn't it worth it? Isn't it worth it? Don't the words of John F. Kennedy ring out sometimes to you when when you hear him say, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country what a mindset a democrat said that john f kennedy i admired him for those words and when he spoke those words i was just a little kid but those were profound words and they apply now more than ever you must find the courage to say what needs to be said and to do what needs to be done, to save America. You must stop living in fear of man. It doesn't matter that they are eavesdropping on all of us. We know they're doing it. We know we are being censored and we must fight it and overcome it. And that's what we are doing on the America Out Loud network. We are overriding the system, and so we need you to spread this message, to hear the truth, and to recruit others to join the army of righteous warriors who serve God by doing what is necessary and good to destroy evil. It is that simple. The more that you step up and speak out in boldness, with the truth on your lips and decide to act in whatever way that you feel compelled to act to bring about an outcome, which is the overthrow of the domestic enemy who is attacking us and seeking now to destroy us, you will have done your job. You will have lived your life in a very powerful way that is going to accomplish some really good things for your own posterity, for those who come after us. And that is absolutely worth it. You have been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latour. Thanks so much for joining me today. Make every day count and have a great adieu.